This is Halloween. You are listening to the Good Day for a Movie podcast. I am joined, as always, by Sage. Yep. And Tate. What's up? What do we know, people? Who's ready for our second Halloween special? I fucking love Halloween. It's a top five holiday. It is definitely a top five holiday. Do you Debatably guys, top three. Many of these movies that we um, review... Tate likes to bring up, oh, that'd be a great Halloween costume. Oh, that'd be a great Halloween costume. Tate, are you going <laughs> to you know, be my, any of these characters for Halloween? My uh, favorite one so far, the leading, the leading option is to actually be a monolith. I think I am. Uh, I'm going to go find a cardboard box, and I think I'm going to paint it black. <laughs> that I'm is gonna, a good one. <laughs> I do. Just hang out in the corner of a room and just kind of go. Hmm, you could be a monolith, and Jacob and I could be chimpanzees. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I'll just stand in the room. I, I was trying to think back to why we didn't do a Halloween episode last year, but we did the first year, which was Hubie Halloween last year. Guess what we released on October 31st? Uh, that's when we did all the crazy. That was a packed month. That was like the that was new doom. releases. Yeah. Mm. Wow, that would be a good costume. That wow. would take so much effort. Yeah, be the, be, have his uh, suit. Free, free yeah. Fremen suit. Mm. That'd be elaborate. I like the monolith cardboard box. Yeah, I, I'm thinking either. I don't think I can do the Indiana Jones because I don't think I. I don't really want to go buy a whip. Um, <laughs> you mean you don't own one? <laughs> no, I do not own a whip. Um, to buy a whip, you'd probably have to go to like a sex store. A sexy I don't shop. Go to a kids show. A kids show. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I'm either just going to be a cowboy because I have wet many a Western shirts and a cowboy hat, or I'll just throw a Yellowstone hat on with my cowboy stuff and I'll be like, I'm Jimmy from Yellowstone. Sage, what are you going to be? Uh, probably a duck. Let's <laughs> go duck. The worst. All right. Well, this, this podcast is about the movies right and so halloween is definitely probably one of the biggest movie genres scary movies spooky movies whatever you want to call them well there wasn't one that obviously just stuck out to us like oh we have to record a review about wesley no a review about um hubie halloween because that one was just obvious the first year we're doing it like we obviously have to review this adam sandler movie so this year we were not able to one did not just stick out to us so what we're gonna do the three of us are going to choose our each individual each individually 
a Halloween spooky any <laughs> movie that goes into that genre. Words, what are we words, laughing? Words, 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 words. Nominate. Stutter, words, stutter. I was shut up. I was you were <laughs> muted. Your dog was barking. Oh. And I was trying to buy you time, you douchebag. <laughs> I'm not muted anymore. I know, but you were. <laughs> um, that's called vamping. So vamping over. We're gonna each three of us. The three of us are going to submit a movie. And we're gonna randomly pick which each which movie we review. Who wants to go first? Um, I. I'm I mean, gonna I'm do not something. gonna pick a scary movie. Do you want me to go first? Because sure, I mean, if you want. Okay, so we're just gonna go. I don't like scary movies. I don't like scary movies. I don't like being scared by scary movies. I don't like being haunted by scary movies. So unsurprisingly, I will not choose a scary movie. I did have to double check to make sure this counts as a Halloween movie. Okay, I was gonna say that's the main thing. You can't choose and no according Christmas movies. to the internet. It does. Okay. It is on many Halloween marathons. And is considered a Halloween movie. Okay. So I'm my choice is going to be The Goonies. Ah, okay. Mm. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> I haven't seen it, so I would not be opposed. I have. Hmm. And it's also filmed in Oregon, so Skoducks. Oh, well, now I hate it. <laughs> it's Jacob. Huh. Double okay. checking to make I sure am. it's a Halloween yeah, movie. A bunch yeah. of places say. I wasn't sure. I was I, like, uh, but huh. it's it's on Halloween marathons. It's okay. Been, yeah. Yeah. It's on people's lists. So. I think that's a fair one. I I'm always down to watch the Goonies. I love myself. All right, we'll let it um, pass. Yeah. Tate, do you want to go or do you want me to go? Because I'm what I'm going to do. I can't. I cannot choose between which one I want to pick. So I'm going to leave it up to you guys on which one gets submitted of these. They're all like the same genre and same movie almost you just got to pick one okay so i'm between 1931 dracula it's it's all universal horror stuff from the 30s because i figured sage i'm being nice to you mm-hmm. they're not going to be scary you are being so nice. dracula with bella lugosi frankenstein or the invisible man or werewolves of london they're all from do the we want to do dracula the, how about this just dracula or frankenstein which one do you guys want to do I like. Are they are Dracula. they both in the 30s? They're Dracula. both 1931. I like Dracula. I want to suck your blood. Okay. Dracula it is then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's your submission? Yes. It, it is not the first universal one, but it is the it's pretty close to. It's one of the first like 1 2 3 4 5 6. It's the 7th one. Probably the besides Family of the Opera probably the biggest like breakout for the genre would be my guess but all right and when's it from who directed it uh i don't know who directed it but it's from 1931 starring bella lugosi very very old all right that is that would that be the oldest one we've ever done does that be mm, um charlie chaplin no i think modern times is probably older because i think that beats citizen kane definitely it crushes citizen kane oh no modern times is 1936 wow is that the one that we reviewed uh no, City Lights. City Lights. Wow, I can't believe I remember um, that name. City Lights was 1931, so it ties <gasps> it. Crazy. Okay, are you ready for mine? Yes. No. I uh I got this pick from our good friend Chris, uh, and it is an American werewolf in London. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. 1981. Um, don't know really anything about it other than the title. <laughs> But he said it's kind of a kind of a comedy with a little bit of scary in it. 
But um, yeah, he said it's a he said it's one of the his favorites and a classic for a Halloween movie. So I was like done, and I know you guys haven't seen it. Well, how about that, Sage? We're everybody's nice to you. <laughs> I, I I kind of regret my pick now. Now I wish I would have told. I wish I would have picked something really scary. I'm watching Monday Night NFL Countdown, and James Robinson just got traded to the Jets. Yes! 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 Holy Fuck you, shit. Chris McCaffrey. Ugh! Okay. Where, I mean, where was he? He was on the Jags? Yeah. Yeah. He got benched for Travis Etienne. That makes sense why he only he only played one snap on Sunday, and I was like, I'm fucked. I'm so fucked. That's probably why, because he's getting traded. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Crazy. Oh, all right. Got it out of my system. We can, we can keep going. All right. Let's pull up a random. So yours is one, Sages is two, I'm three. Yes. Please, 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 please. I just kind of hope it's not Sages. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do we want to do Eliminator, where the first one chosen is out? Yeah. Or do yeah, we want I like to do? That. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Do two then rounds. It's suspense. Yeah. yeah, it's more suspenseful. Do an elimination style instead. Let's do a picking. wheel. Well, then. you can just do it this. Oh, I was gonna say you could just do it this way and still whatever first number that comes up you take out. All right. Are you ready? Elimination wheel. Elimination. Fuck. Oh! All right, let's not do the elimination. Let's do the pick. (laughs) (laughs) We have a winner. Fuck. But not a real winner. Okay, now do we want to do best of three? Or just... (laughs) (laughs) I I was was going to wait to say this. I was going to wait to say this until after, but I was told that this movie I had was actually really scary. (laughs) And I was going to save that. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm pissed. Damn it. I know. Thank, Thank Jeebus. All right, we are doing best of three. The first one to win two games is eliminated. Yep. We'll just, just do this. The, whoever's eliminated right here, the other one wins. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. The wheel is spinning. And stop, 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 oh stop, my stop, God. stop. Damn it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> okay, the Goonies it is. Why do we let him pick? I don't know. <laughs> I don't either. It's been a while since I've seen the Goonies. I've never seen it, so that's fine. It's good. But damn it. Sean I wanted Aston, a Josh Brolin, movie. Corey Feldman, Jeff Cohn. Oh, yes. Another Kehue Kwan from uh, Temple of Doom. Oh. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, okay, he's popped well, up a lot. Gee whiz. How about that synergy that we've got going on from Romancing the Stone to now? <laughs> <laughs> that is insane. Adventure movie to Indiana Jones to another movie that Kehue Kwan's starring in. <laughs> Even though he has like four. Yeah. Um, okay. So this, The Goonies is streaming on HBO Max. So that's nice. awesome. Let's pull up um, IMDb here. And I will read you the synopsis. A group of young misfits called The Goonies discover an ancient map and set out on an adventure to find a legendary pirate's long lost treasure. Hey, you guys. I love The Goonies. I really do. I'm excited. <laughs> It's been a long time since I've seen it, so I'm... Oh, it's yeah. a Spielberg? Uh, yes, story by Spielberg, oh, story written by. by Chris Columbus, who wrote Home Alone, 
directed Home Alone, also directed the first two Harry Potter movies, and directed by Richard Donner, who did a lot of the Superman movies, um, as well as Lethal Weapon, um, a lot of stuff. But yeah, so there we go. There, There's our... This is fun to do one of these Fuck. instant... These split up ones again without us seeing the movie doing the intro. So on that note, we'll see you on the other side. Steven Spielberg presents The Goonies, a Richard Donner film. Do you guys realize what we could do? I don't want to go on any more of your crazy goonies adventures. Meet Mikey. I gotta go to the bathroom. Brand. Andy. Shame, shame. Come on, Brand. Slip the tongue. That's disgusting. No, I can't even look. Mouth. I got you. Now get out behind her. You're ruining the painting. You're ruining my junk. Stephanie. Data. Booty Bango. Ow. Yeah, isn't that neat? And Chunk. They call themselves the Goonies. They've stumbled onto a legend, but they're not alone. Chunk, I hope that was your stomach. No. That's the it. Sounds like calm. Discover what they uncover. Secret caves. Hey, Mikey, you can hear me. Run, run. They're coming after you. Get the hidden clues. The treacherous traps. Just like that last prank about all those little creatures that multiply when you throw water on them. Take the oath. Join the adventure. As Steven Spielberg presents The Goonies. A Richard Donner film. the best all right i think i'm back to normal now <laughs> that sound exactly like him that's awesome <laughs> you guys oh well i guess tate and i have seen this movie sage your first impressions for our halloween special quote unquote no i think Are we, I think should we is, make sure we're recording don't you worry about me <laughs> Um, no, I think this was my first time, and Sage has seen it before. I'd seen it before a long time ago. Yeah. Twas my first oh. time. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. 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 <laughs> I could have sworn 
Sager's last, like the intro, this is going to sound dumb because it's going to sound dumb. <laughs> we sounded the intro two days ago, but it just played two minutes ago. So we're just going to move on. And I don't care who and who's seen it. All right. Whoever hasn't seen it, whoever, who hasn't, whoever's first time this was, tell me your initial impressions. Fucking weird. I don't know. It's fine, I guess, but. Man, I it was a weird movie, and I have a lot of, I guess not even like it's not even really criticisms about it, just because like I don't even know where to criticize this movie. It is what it is, but um, it was just a really weird adventure movie. Kind of felt like a cross, a mix between um, uh, like Stand Indiana, by Me and Indiana Jones and uh, Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, that's like my mixture: Stand by Me, Indiana Jones, and Home Alone. That's like a perfect blend of those three movies. So I don't know. Yeah, it was weird. It was fine. Was this a Halloween movie, Tate? No, that's a huge beef that I have with this movie. It is nowhere near a Halloween movie, and I'm pissed that it's our Halloween special. Sage, your initial reactions? Definitely not a Halloween movie. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. I don't know who says it is. I want to fight him. It's been long enough where like, I wouldn't, I didn't remember enough to be able to make a judgment on that. But after watching it, it's yeah. Whoever puts it on like a Halloween marathon list is dumb. It's yeah. definitely not a Halloween movie. No, not, not a Halloween movie. <laughs> what do you think of the actual movie though? It's fine. I mean, it's not surprising that it was written by, or was it written by Spielberg? Um, story by Spielberg produced by Spielberg screenplay written by Christopher Columbus who wrote home alone and directed home alone and sailed the ocean blue. Yeah. Are we talking like 1400s? Cause this is crazy. If we're talking like a 500 year old script. That's kind of wild. We're just going to not address that. Well, no, it's just not. It's, it's a different guy. Obviously it's Chris <laughs> it's Columbus. It's very insane that his name is Christopher Columbus. I wonder how many well, Christopher I think Columbus he goes by Chris Columbus. Did I think get, it was I me that called him Christopher. Did he get canceled for being named the same as Christopher Columbus? No, I don't think so. And in this family, Christopher Columbus is an American hero. That's one of the Sopranos that you guys have never seen. We're having a discussion about Christopher Columbus. They would make fine servants. With 50 men, we could subjugate them. Subjugate? And make them do whatever we want. That doesn't sound like a slave trader to you? George Washington had slaves, the father of our country. Well, what's your point? His history teacher, Mr. Cushman, is teaching your son that if Columbus was alive today, he would go on trial for crimes against humanity like Milosevic and, you know, Europe. Your teacher said that. It's not just my teacher, it's the truth. It's in my history book. So you finally read a book and it's bullshit. Tony. Look, you had to work in Columbus's shoes to see what he went through. People thought the world was flat for crying out loud. Then he lands on an island with a bunch of naked savages on it. I mean, that took a lot of guts. You remember when we went to Florida, the heat and those bugs? Well, like it took guts to murder people and put them in chains. He was a victim of his time. Uh, Who cares? It's what he did. He discovered America is what he did. He was a brave Italian explorer. And in this house, Christopher Columbus is a hero. End of story. But I'll be putting the quote in there because it's my, I think it's my favorite scene of The Sopranos. The whole Columbus Day episode is my favorite episode of The Sopranos. Yeah, was, well, you pick up one book and it's able to do bullshit? Great it, show. It was, <laughs> this movie was fine. It wasn't 
obviously this is the very most obvious thing that both of you, if you would, what do you think my favorite part of the movie was? Um, the scenery in Oregon. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Wow. Damn. It it being filmed in Oregon. That was the best part of the movie by far. Otherwise it was pretty freaking cheesy. And wait, stand by me was filmed in Oregon too. Wasn't it? Sounds right. I think so. Wait, am I just wrong? Is oh okay. IMDB has changed their website and I can't find information on people anymore. It's so much harder now. Let me go That's to Home Alone. Said. Okay, it was directed by Chris Columbus, Home Alone was, and it was written by John Hughes. Okay. Now that I've cleared that from my conscience, but um yeah my my second reactions this is a movie that i definitely grew up with but not it it wasn't in the regular rotation with the star wars and pirates of the caribbean and lord of the rings and those movies but my my parents had it on dvd so i definitely watched it here and there growing up but i didn't remember much about it and i knew a little bit about it just with it, it being in the cultural lexicon of a lot of media that i and Jess. Um, and so with the first time I watched it last year, um, I loved it this time. I, I still very much enjoyed my time watching it. I think it's a fun adventure coming of age movie. Um, let me read you the review that I wrote the first time. Said, so I definitely saw parts of this movie growing up and know it from pop culture, but this was my first real watch. This movie rocks. It's so much fun and maybe my favorite of those classic coming-of-age movies. The whole cast is just fantastic, and that Sloth Superman moment just really put it over the top, which I still agree with. That Sloth Superman moment is my favorite because Richard Donner directed Superman. And the other part that I missed on my first watch last year, let's see, when did I watch this? Um, I watched this, it was pretty recently, May 9th, 2021, so just over a year ago. Um, I missed the James Bond music when Kehua Kwan Data comes in through the screen door. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Data is my favorite part of the movie. I This go around, I'm probably not going to give it the same score I did. It'll probably be lowered a little bit. Um, I still do. I still very much enjoy it, and I might be doing some um, defending of it. But I, I mean, it's an absolutely stacked cast. Sean Astin. Do we know who Sean Astin is and who he played in other big movies? He's the is. Well, I mean, the one the faces that I recognize are uh, Mr. Frodo. <laughs> that's Sean Astin. Okay, that's him. Uh, yes, he played Samwise Gamgee, Rudy. Mr. He was in Frodo, Stranger Things. Yeah, 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 him. Him. I, I definitely may not be him. strong enough to carry the ring, Mr. Frodo, but I can carry you. <laughs> what a bitch. <laughs> and they, no, and no, they no. Tate, you've got that wrong. Frodo's the bitch. Sam's the right, bad. Right, 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 right. Sam's yes. awesome. Frodo's a yes. bitch. Uh, Josh Brolin is the older brother. What? Which was crazy. Yes. You didn't pick that up? He looked familiar, but I never would have. I don't think I would have yes. guessed Josh Brolin. Wow. The wow. second he showed up on screen, I was like, holy shit, that's young Josh Brolin. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, he definitely, now I can, like, because I just finished it, I can definitely see, like, the jaw structure 
and everything mm-hmm. with his giant head. Yeah. yeah, he's got a massive head. He's got a um, big Corey noggin. Feldman was mouth. He was also in Stand By Me and Gremlins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so he was the... <laughs> Definitely remember him. Definitely. I mean, I only know him from a kid's role, though. Like, from this exact... He yeah, looked familiar because he looked the exact same as he did in Stand By Me. Um, let's see. I was trying to see if those if the two girls were in it. Anything big that you may know, but I don't think so. Um, yeah, no one else looks familiar other than the little... Kehue Kwan, yeah. of course. Raiders, Goonies, everything everywhere at once. Um... You will know Joe Pantoliano. He was Cypher in Matrix. Um, he was also in The Fugitive. He was one of the cops in The Fugitive. Um, he was the shorter, kind of, the guy that wore the hairpiece son. Of the brothers that fought yeah. all the time? <laughs> yeah. I was. I made a note where I was like, if, if me and Sage were anybody in this movie, it'd be those two brothers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Like the, <laughs> I like how they were constantly just like slapping each other and, and then... He was just like, are you all right? He's like, yeah. And then you just keep strangling. And... <laughs> it was funny. Yeah, um, I definitely actually, don't recognize I think him. But the day of recording this, it is um, John Matsuzak's birthday, the guy who played uh, Sloth. Hmm. He, he actually fun. died super early, too. He died in 1989 at the age of 38. He used to play football. He was in the NFL. He was a big dude. I mean, yeah. just in this movie, he was way bigger than everybody else. Yeah. Real big dude. I like Sloth a lot. I think my favorite characters were Data is like, gotta be number one. He was fucking awesome. Uh, Sloth is probably another favorite. Uh, Chunk was great. Sage, then, do the shuffle truffle. You know what's shuffle? crazy? I was just, because I saw the actor for Chunk's name is Jeffrey Cohen. I was like, whoa, I wonder if he's a Cohen brother. But he became an attorney. It says huh. Jeffrey Cohen is an American attorney and former child actor best remembered for appearing as ch- imagine being like not just a child actor, but like a child actor for a movie at Goonies caliber. And then 30 years later, you're walking into a courtroom and everyone says, do the truffle <laughs> shuffle. shuffle. <laughs> the judge is like, do it until like, you do it. I'm not let you in until you do it. Like, yeah, not. they've they've got like you know the little like push gate thing they have like separating yeah. the audience from yeah. the like actual courtroom stuff. He's yeah, got it locked, locked until he does it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's dope though. <laughs> yeah, um, I I didn't take very no very many notes on this. Um, yeah, I didn't really take any notes. I think like um, my main like I mean if, if we want to get I guess we can keep talking about things that we like or things I liked about it first. Um, I thought the characters were all awesome and like their like kind of their childish behavior with each other was all great. Um, and I think the adventure part was fine. Like it was good. I have no beef about that. Um, I think, uh, well, and then one of the other things that I enjoyed was, um, um, oh, kind of like the, like how I guess if you were a kid, this would probably be like a pretty scary movie at certain points. Um, and so I do like that. Like they included like sloth and they included, um, like the really scary basement that like Sloth is in and like the freezer with the dead guy and like all of that kind of stuff like that. Took Even some starting turns. the movie off with like, you think that guy's hang. Yeah. Right off the like, bat. I was shit. like, whoa, this is I, I kind of forgot about start. that. I'm like, what the hell's happening? How does this movie start? And like this dude's hanged. This is a kid's movie. I know. That's where I was just like, holy shit, this is a crazy start. And then obviously he's not, but um, yeah, no. So those are some of my favorite parts about the movie. Um, oh, also speaking of one of the notes that I made, 
Well, that was the easiest uh, prison escape ever made. (laughs) (laughs) He just like faked being hanged, hit him one time, and then basically walked out the front door. (laughs) I was like, what? And they just sent a very, very low barrier of a gasoline fire. Yeah. Anyone could jump over that. And Mm -hmm. is that even how that works if you shoot gasoline? Like, I mean, yeah, none of that. No. So, no. So dumb. Absolutely not. There's a lot of. I mean, there's a chance if it hit off of like something metal could spark. Yeah. But other than that, questionable. Yeah. That's uh... (laughs) a big old assumption we're making there. Um, Definitely. But yeah, I mean, and this movie had a lot of that kind of stuff in it where it's just like you just roll with it and you say, okay, this is what's happening. Um, But yeah, I mean, that, that. to start, those were some of the things that I liked the most. And, and all of Data's inventions, so great. Kehoe Kwan's is just my favorite. He's one of my favorite guys in the world right now, I think. Yeah. <laughs> He's pretty great. So, Sage, yeah. I, why? Why did you pick this movie when this is supposed to be our Halloween special? Okay. One, I barely remembered it. Two... It's filmed in Oregon. <laughs> Did you remember that and know that? I knew that, yeah. Oh, everyone in Oregon knows that it's, God, it's like I one of the Oregon. three. Based on those two things, I said, hmm, I wonder if it's a Halloween movie. And I Googled, is Goonies a Halloween movie? And the first few said yes. So I said, oh, well, there we go. Bada bing, bada boom. I was waiting for some part of this movie to scream be at least a little bit slightly Halloween-ish. Like, maybe it's Halloween time that they're like, uh, this whole adventure takes place. Or maybe, I don't know, there's going to be like Halloween like style-themed um, things going on. Uh, but no, nothing. Nothing in this entire movie is Halloween-related at all. Pissed me off. I will say, originally, I was going to pick Scary Movie, and then I bailed for this last second. Scary movie could have mm. been good, but I'm glad I watched. I've never this. seen Scary Movie. You should have should have picked Scary Movie. I, I I do I really do enjoy this movie. It's just not Halloween. Um, just but anyways, not. okay. Um, Blame Google or all the people yeah. that post on Google. What it is surprising that it's considered a Halloween movie. Instead of I'm going to Google instead of googling is a Halloween movie. Halloween movie. I'm going to say why do people think movies is a Halloween movie. Let's see what that comes up with. The horror movie undertones of the Goonies. Shut Bullshit. up. Terrible. Ten reasons why you should watch Goonies right now. Irrelevant. <laughs> oh, here you go. Ten not so scary movies to get you in the Halloween spirit. Yep, I saw that one. Goonies. Why does it say it is? Does it have a little write up on it? Let's see. Oh, it's even the first one noted. Hocus Pocus, Halloween Town, Twitches. So much more. Mom's Halloween. got a date with a vampire. Yes. The Adams family. Yes. Casper meets Wendy. Yes. Literally everything <laughs> haunt- on that list. The Haunted Mansion. With Eddie Murphy. Beetlejuice. You gotta say my name three times. And the Goonies is number nine. God. Three. Along nine. with the Rocky Horror Picture Show. In this, cl- this is for Goonies. In this classic movie. Band of misfits set out to find the rumored treasure of One-Eyed Willie. The squad who calls themselves the Goonies work together to overcome overcome multiple obstacles. Although it's not your typical Halloween movie, the Goonies still embodies all the fun of the holiday, complete with a deformed cyclops and packed with adventure. 
It's All of the importance of friendship. Sloth has two eyes. This person has obviously never seen this movie. Yeah, no, they've never seen Goonies. No, it is not a Cyclops you can bet. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. So it made it right. number nine on a terrible list. <laughs> so it, is, it is weirdly considered a PG Halloween movie. We need to stop that. But that's put that out. False. Yeah. And I no, wish I remembered it's it worse. better. We're just going to be perpetuating the, ah, the myth. Ah, shit, you're right, because it's going to be our Halloween special. Fuck. Yeah. Just post the the <laughs> not Halloween special. Or not Halloween. So, we'll do in uh, parentheses, not so Halloween special. Yeah, yeah. the not so Halloween <laughs> the special. The not so Halloween special. And the then Goonies. do like special note before the bio. We do not perpetuate the ideology of <laughs> Goonies. Being, participating in Halloween, we stand up traditions. For Goonies not being. We stand. We stand above. We stand against Goonies Halloween people. Yeah. Um. Wow. I can't believe that this is considered a Halloween movie. I'm pissed. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. But going back to the movie, um, things I, I mean, do you guys want to talk anything about like the things we liked, or we want to yeah, dive right into th- things? There's we... some quotes that I I liked, and I think um really made this a quality coming of age type of movie uh when they're about to get rescued through the well um i like mikey's little speech don't you realize the next time you see the sky it'll be over another town the next time you take a test it'll be in some other school our parents they want the best of stuff for us but right now they got to do what's right for them because it's their time their time up there down here it's our time it's our time down here that's all over the second we write up troy's bucket i think that was a good little speech it was fine. <laughs> I liked it. That clicks now that Troy's the son of mm-hmm. the wealthy man that's buying all the houses. Yeah. And like, it's just, I think that encapsulates a, like, kind of brings you back to being a kid when you're out playing. Like, you're not worried about any of that type of stuff. When you're out thinking you're on adventures, you're just in the adventure. And as soon as those streetlights come on, you're like, bummer. The adventure's kind of over. Yeah, I think that speech, like, to me, like, had to do more with um, that they were all going to be moving to different areas and not going to be the Goonies anymore. Oh, for sure. But, like, that's still what it's, like, it, it's, it's, it's that, but it's also for everybody that, like, didn't necessarily move or move around when they were a kid. That's also what it harkens to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, like, it was, it was good. Um, I just didn't think, like, I thought... <laughs> Which and I do like what you're saying about the whole um, let the parents be parents right now. Like we're kids, we're on this adventure. We need to we need to be present. Or we I didn't to, say that. Mikey said that. Well, yeah, but you your version, like the way you said it, I liked more. <laughs> but because when he just said he's like, let them. What was the end of that quote where he just kind of repeats himself twice? He's like, they're up there, they're doing their stuff, they're doing their stuff up there because it's their time, their time up there, down here, it's our time. It's our time down here. Yeah. That's all over the second we write up Troy's bucket. It's a great quote. It ends good. Yeah, it was good. It was good. You want to hear my favorite line from the whole movie? Mm-hmm. It's when Data says to his dad, you can't hug a photograph, Dad. I was like, <laughs> aw, Data. That's cute. <laughs> yeah, I liked it too. I, that was a nice little heartwarming moment, I thought, too. And the girl's like, oh, look at that. He's just like his dad. Yeah, his dad had the spring out camera <laughs> that was great um we got a gremlins reference uh oh, when the did? cop was talking to um oh god what's his name chunk. um yes chunk um 
And he's like, is this like the last time you called about creatures multiplying when you get them wet? Oh, wow. I didn't even, because I had kind of like, when he was like rattling off all the things that he had like boycott cried wolf about, I didn't catch that one. Nice. Mm-hmm. I didn't catch that either. That leads to my favorite quote was when, was Chunk's confession. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> His whole rant, I loved. <laughs> hey kid, I want you to spill your guts. Tell us everything. 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 Okay, I'll talk. <laughs> In third grade, I cheated on my history exam. In fourth grade, I stole my Uncle Max's toupee and I glued it on my face when I played Moses in my Hebrew school play. In fifth grade, I knocked my sister Edie down the stairs and I blamed it on the dog. Me to a, to a summer camp for fat kids. And then was third lunch, I got nuts and I pinged down and they kicked me out. But the, the worst, worst thing, thing I'd, I'd ever done. done. <laughs> I mixed a pot of fake puke at home. And then I went to this movie theater, hid the puke in my jacket, climbed up to the balcony, and then 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 I made a noise like ah, ah, <laughs> ah, and then dumped it over the side and all over the people in the audience. And then this was horrible. All the people started getting sick and throwing up all over each other. <laughs> I never felt so bad in my entire life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, give me a movie series of just those chunk things he was talking about. Yeah, confessions in like just short clips. And I like how at the like everything. Okay, I'll talk. (laughs) (laughs) I liked how like the they were like trying to get something out of him and he just started confessing everything and like they just let him. Like that was one, like it kept on cutting back and forth between like the adventure. And then go back to Chunk and he's talking about a different story. <laughs> and like the, the people that were the bad people, the bad guys were just like sitting there still just calmly listening to him. Yeah. And the, then, that whole string of scenes definitely killed me. Like Chunk's big Italian guys. Like at one point he's like, oh, I'm starting to like this kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that was, that was the best. I, I did. Data was very funny the whole time. Data, what are you doing? Data. I'm setting booty traps. You mean booby traps? That's what I said. Booby traps. God, these guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then his whole rant um, after he falls through the pirate ship. Yeah. <laughs> he's just going off and he's just like, but I'm just so tired of falling all the time. It's just not fun anymore. And they're like, Data, there's stairs. And he's like, Data, there's stairs. Data, there's stairs. <laughs> he's like, nobody ever Why tells Data that there's stairs. stairs. <laughs> Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. Well, and I, I liked that, all, all besides his... the uh, whatever. Go ahead. What, where you? What do you, you want? Go. Say it. <laughs> I was just gonna say all of his gadgets were like my favorite. Like, and they're all so dumb, but like, they're so great. <laughs> slippery shoes. Slippery shoes. Yeah. <laughs> and then the well, and like, oh my god, that flip that he did was so extra. Talk about a flop. He just kind of like nah. slips backwards and does an yeah, entire backflip. And lands Where the log. At? When he slips on the log, like the first guy, he does the like an... Ferretti, your Ferelli brother. Ferelli oh, brother. He's running across, across the log and he slips. He like launches into the air and then yeah. lands on his crotch. does a full <laughs> backflip. And I was like, what? <laughs> Did you need to throw that in there? Um, and then the other gadget that I loved was the boxing glove that just punched the guy in the face. <laughs> yeah. um, and then, he and then the one the, that he used the, that... To grab his crotch when he yeah. was just like, ah, oh, those gadgets were great. Yeah. 
the bully blinders, the flashlights, and they just, as soon as he gets them out, they just die. And he's like, only problem with battery, it don't last long. Yeah. <laughs> he was the best. He was the most, like, yeah. developed character with the most going on. I mean, him and Chunk both had, like, the most going on. Um, the only thing that the two main character brothers had going on was that they just had family trouble and that they just were trying to trying to do Very what they thought was best. The story. Um, the, the girls joining the story was really weird. Like, I didn't really know what the point of that was. Um, and like that, so that gets into also some of my beef is that I think like this whole, like the love between what's his name and Andy was just like, okay, come on. Like they tried every single scene. They tried so hard to like, just have them kiss and it was just like you're trying so hard to make this just happen throughout the entire movie i did like when she kissed mikey yeah that was amazing (laughs) yeah that was pretty funny and the friend does does mikey or does brand have braces oh and be careful i think there's i think brand was standing in a hole yeah (laughs) but then they brought that back at the end and she's like you you keep kissing girls like that all the other parts of you that don't work they'll catch up and you'll be whatever she said and i was like oh what and a you'll nice, be ready nice or something. thing to say to a little boy yeah yeah but that we'll was see. that was one thing that i didn't like the whole like other two girls like joining the whole it was fine but like i just thought that it didn't have much to it it was definitely just for a romantic interest but it wasn't bad it was fine yeah it, it was, was fine only because the dude troy just punted josh brolin off of a mountain <laughs> And the, and the girls wanted to make sure he was okay. Like, at least it wasn't random. At least yeah, they were yeah. like going for a walk through the woods and were like, oh, Josh Brolin, can we hang out with you? Oh, by the way, Andy has a big crush on you. It was like yeah. at least some plot points that tied together. Yeah, that is true. At least they like, yeah, had that going. But set it up. Yeah, it would have been terrible if they were just cruising. But like, who was like, the Let's other? Let's go see what they're doing. Who was the other girl? She was just a friend. Yeah, she was just in the Andy's car friend. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's it. Nothing more, nothing less. Yeah. But she did. Um, it was very funny. All of her interactions with Mouth. Yes, they were. That good. was pretty good. She's a good counterweight to Mouth. Yeah, she was a good counterweight to Mouth. Um, I I did like. I think the worst but best joke they made was when they were doing the piano, and Andy's like, um, "What does she say? I can't tell if it's an A sharp or if it's a B flat." And Mikey, if you hit the wrong note, we'll all be flat. <laughs> Oh, such a bad joke. What's so funny? <laughs> well, and Mikey had one other good line in there too, where like she, she made a mistake and she's like, Oh, I hit the wrong note. And he was just like, That's all right. Goonies always make mistakes. Just don't make another. <laughs> yeah, just don't make another. <laughs> I laughed at that one. This I will movie, say this movie got besides, a lot of good chuckles out of me. Besides the scenery and it being filmed in Astoria, the second place winner for me for this movie was the humor. Although it was like we've watched some cheesy 70s and 80s movies the humor in this one was like even though it was cheesy i at least enjoyed it like it wasn't like i'd be like oh so cheesy or huh that's kind of funny but cheesy like this one i actually kind of chuckled the chunks confession i definitely out loud laughed at but like there there's a couple times where i laughed out loud and most times i like genuinely laughed and was like it's cheesy but this is pretty freaking funny yeah this movie uh got a lot of (laughs) out of me but not like <laughs> anything more than that like there's just a couple times where i was just like <laughs> and then that was it <laughs> but it was good yeah the humor in this was good i will give it that yeah all right tay what 
you want to hear my what did you yes my other i want beef? to hear the negatives okay so this is the biggest beef i like the the other things have been like i mean all of it's all of it's at the end of the day is pretty fine but like my biggest beef with all of this is the whole bad guys like role like i felt like they could have almost done this without that whole thing going on like this could have just been like a haunted house that they run into that they like I don't know. I don't know how you'd do sloth, I guess. I don't know how you'd incorporate that. But, like, the other three bad guys, like the mom and the two brothers, just was so, like, it's it's such, like, a side plot of, like, them running away from, like, the cops. We still don't know anything about them. I don't think, I mean, unless I missed something. But, like, we don't know anything about why they're running away, why he was in jail. Anything about, like, why the cops want him other than just because he broke out of jail. Like, I don't, we don't know any of their backstory and then all they do is just happen to be in this hideout that's above the treasure. And they don't even, like, really... They don't know what they're going for this entire time. Like, the kids. But, um, at least I think at one point, maybe Chuck said that there's a map, but they don't really give that any attention. The whole time, they're not like, we're going to go find this treasure before the kids. Like, they were just, like, hunting down these kids for no reason. And <laughs> it was just kind of random, I thought, to have them have such a role in this movie of just, like, chasing these kids around on this adventure um and then like the whole ending everything like with their interactions with the kids was just so weird like i thought that something was going to happen when they first caught them in the house and all they did was just like treat them normally but like in a weird creepy way they're like yeah here's some water and like that was it (laughs) and then they just like let them go it was just so weird i don't know that's my biggest beef with all this is that i didn't like that yeah no i mean i definitely the there were they were completely incompetent really and like they didn't know like it would have been one thing if they were treasure hunters also i think yeah. that would have probably served the story a bit better but i don't think they even knew about the treasure until um chunk told them yeah <laughs> well and like then i don't even think they didn't even really make it seem like they cared to find the treasure they're just trying to find these kids yeah and then like when they got to the ship they were just like ah here's all the treasure like mm-hmm. yeah, it was very well, weird. No, they bought into it because Chunks pulled out the, the like the medallion, the medallion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they were like, "Whoa, this is authentic. Maybe this is real." And then the fireplace blew up, and they were like, "Okay, let's get down there." Yeah, yeah. I agree with Sage. Um, so technically, they did. Well, but. sure, but like it was just still bad. And like, and I, like, I mean, when I think about uh, what's the other one that I said this is a blend of um, Home Alone, like yeah. those those two adults that are like. They're insanely incompetent, but at least like they do get like outsmarted in some ways. And like they have a purpose and they have a purpose. Exactly. Like these ones and they're like, they play a huge role in the plot of that movie. But in this one, like you could have totally had the movie without these antagonists. Yeah, I mean, in home alone, they are the plot of the movie. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and like the kid outsmarts them in this one, <laughs> these kids don't outsmart them at all or anything. Like they just, the only thing that they did was put slip slip shoes on the log, and that was it. Like that's other than that though, it was just really weird interactions. Even when they got caught, like they had the gun and then they had the swords, and they didn't really like do it. They were just kind of like casually moving around in circles, just being like, "All right, all right, yeah, give me the treasures." Okay, well, the action was not great. It until was terrible. Yeah, yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, it was bad. I, I will agree that it was bad. It was worse than I remember it from just a year ago. Yeah. Every, all the whole interaction on the pirate ship, I thought was terrible until Sloth and Chuck get there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> but did you see the, the punch that what's her, that one bitch threw on the mom? That was, the, that was Mikey, wasn't it? 
or no, mouth? Or? I, I thought it was the, the other girl, Andy's oh, friend. Maybe. I don't know who threw it, but yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> so random. She just punched her once and then just jumped off the boat. Yeah, and like it was it was all it just didn't make sense how it was all staged because the goal of the bad guys was to make the kids walk the plank. They're not in the middle of the ocean. Walking yeah. the plank, the ship's not moving. <laughs> it didn't do anything. And the kids were like, oh, no, don't. And like the, the, when Andy walks the plank, it kind of makes sense. She's got her hands tied. Yeah. Probably be kind of hard to swim, but you've still got your legs. I don't know why she was just floating there. <laughs> Whatever. I, I looked past that because like, okay, like I get it. But then all the other ones, I'm like, well, we're going to just do this to everybody. And like, we've got one guy down there that's fine. And like, somebody will know how to like swim with their legs and at least float with their legs for a little bit until they can get somebody else's binds off. And, and then, so like, that was the big trouble was them trying to make them jump off the boat. And then Sloth comes and saves them. And then they all jump off the boat. Yeah. <laughs> and that was and it was like, huh? Well, and then like, yeah, there's, there's so much to it, but I like, it seems to me like when they're making this movie, like the, the whole, it started to develop in the way where they're like, okay, the kids start to find this treasure. They kind of get away from these like bad guys. And then it becomes your like, um, Indiana Jones home alone mix where it's just like the antagonists are chasing down these kids and getting out, like not outsmarted, but they're getting beat by these kids. Um, they're trying to just catch them. And these kids are running away trying to find this treasure and then, like, it felt like that. Like, they were like, okay, that's a good spot to roll with. And then they kept going, kept going. When it finally met or came to the point where they, like, caught them or, like, met, they didn't know what to do. And it was like, yeah. It seemed not like the whole thing was thought out from the beginning. Yeah, for sure. Well, should we get to the octopus in the room? <laughs> was an that octopus was, in the room? That was good. Thank well, you. It, like the elephant in the room. Do you know yeah. about the octopus, Sage? Huh? Do you know about the octopus? There's an octopus in this movie? So, right when right when we jumped on the mics before we started recording, Jacob said that he's watching the octopus scene. And it made me think, like, at the very end of the movie, when uh, Data was just, like, talking to the cops and, like, they were talking about everything that happened, There's he was just reporter. like, yeah, he was like, we saw an octopus. I remember he the said that. The octopus was very scary. Yeah, and I was just like... I don't know what octopus he's talking about, but maybe I missed something. I was like, I don't know. And as I like, didn't think about it. And then when Jacob said that he's watching the octopus scene, I was like, Oh, so I Googled it. And Jacob, I think is about to play it for us. Yes. Do we, do we, do you want me to talk about, read this part of this article first, or do you want me to play it first? Probably play it first. Yeah. Yeah. Let's play it first for Sage. Cause I, me, I did just watch it. All right. Let me set this clip up a little bit here. Um, there has always been an element of mystery that has perplexed fans of the Goonies for nearly 40 years. The Goonies octopus scene. Not familiar with the octopus scene after the end of the Goonies? Don't worry, you're not alone as the only mention of the soft-bodied eight-limbed mollusk comes in the final moments of the movie when Data Kehue Kwan says, the octopus was very scary to a shocked and confused reporter. Well, that line and the deleted scene it references makes for quite the story. Let's dive in by first watching the clip. All right, here we go. So, Sage, you're gonna shit. Oh my gosh! Oh gosh! Follow me. I can't do it, Mama. Francis. Idiot! Stop it, man! 
doing any. Don't play dumb. Oh. The octopus is messing with your leg. She thinks it's Mal. What are you hitting me for? I swear it's Mal. I mean, who do you think you are anyway? What? What? The octopus comes up behind her. Oh my gosh. Is moving underneath the water. <laughs> he bites it. Yep, he's biting it. I think he's mouth biting it. If I pawn, Data is underneath the water. Pulls out a tape. And the song starts playing. The song keeps playing as he put the tape in the octopus's mouth and it runs away or dies. <laughs> oh no, it's dancing. I think it's dancing. Oh, and here's another group. Yeah. We also had this other friend, Joey. He's got this big hairy thing going out of his neck. <laughs> <laughs> these two make me laugh. I like these two. Everybody always makes fun of it. So he only goes out to play at night. But you only like to go out to play at night, huh? <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys! Hey, guys! There we go. That's the octopus scene. I'm so glad they didn't wow. include it. <laughs> if they included that, that'd be like a minus 20 point yeah. octopus deduction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That scene looked terrible. That scene was so bad. Okay, so here is a hot topic. Oh, wait, are we going to talk about the octopus? I forget. What was the plan? Yeah, I was, <laughs> was going to read a little bit about this article from Cinema Blend. Yeah, I read okay. it real quick. Um, okay, what happened in the Goonies deleted octopus scene? Before we get into all the reasons the octopus scene was taken out of the final cut of the Goonies, we should first break down the scene in a little, add a little context. Good, because I even though we just watched it, I don't have any context for that. I don't understand what happened because it was bad quality. The scene was meant to take place in the final act of the movie just as the Goonies escape from the Fratellis and jump from One-Eyed Willie's pirate ship in the final version of the movie. The group swims to safety as a, the grotto begins to cave in, but the deleted scene adds one more obstacle, a giant octopus. I think they're wrong there. That's not what we watched, at least. Um, as seen in the deleted scene, the octopus brushes up against Steph before grabbing her and Mouth, pulling them underwater. When their attempts to free themselves fail, Data comes up with the ingenious idea of pressing play on his Walkman. Okay, I didn't, I didn't realize that was a Walkman. It looked like a, it just looked like a VHS. I think like as an old Walkman. Yeah, not the and, Walkman. Uh, yeah, that it wouldn't be a Walkman CD. CDs weren't around yet. I'm walking here. <laughs> I'm Walkman. So walking, walking down the street with his Walkman. And puts it in the octopus's mouth. The octopus then swims away, dancing as the Goonies escape. End scene. It was dancing. dancing. I was right. Jesus Christ. Thank God they didn't <laughs> include a dancing octopus. <laughs> the octopus was cut simply because it didn't look good. After watching the lead scene, it's easy to see why Richard Donner, Steven Spielberg, and everyone else involved with the movie decided to cut it out of the theatrical cut. Didn't look all that good. Sean Astin, speaking with Insider at Sharper Image Pop-Up Shop in November 2017, was one of the members of the cast and crew but weren't too fond of the scene or even the idea behind it, saying they took it out because it didn't look that good. Earlier that year at BurrowCon, Aston said he could die without seeing that sequence. Um, yeah, I wish I hadn't seen it. Yeah. 
Donner said he left in Data's octopus line because it kept people guessing. It was fun and abated the audience. So I figured just leave leave them in. It keeps people guessing you're asking about it. So it was a it was a good old big old gotcha that he left it in <laughs> <Yeah>. for. <laughs> well, he yeah. got me. Yeah. Um, Sage, what were you gonna say? Steven Spielberg is if not the cheesiest director producer of all time, he's tied with Robert Zemeckis as the cheesiest director producer of all time. Steven Spielberg is one of the cheesiest motherfuckers I've ever seen. <laughs> From what I've seen, he's extremely cheesy, but he makes like, he's he like makes these kind of movies casually cheesy. Like he wants to be cheesy. Yeah. He has a way of making like a fun, fun film with like the, dialogue and like yeah he loves he loves his cheese i think he's from an i think he's an alien from another world made where all beings there are made of cheese yeah yes could have seen that one coming spielberg yeah huh you could say that he's from the switzerland area called gruyere yeah gruyere oh. however you say it gruyere, oh. gruyere. <laughs> i don't know what you guys are saying he's a I'm cheesy lost. motherfucker <laughs> i mean I don't think I've seen a movie of his that isn't cheesy. Like I ran through my, I ran through my list. list? That doesn't count. Not cheesy. (laughs) That doesn't count. That's (laughs) a book. Cheesy. That's a book. And the book is probably way harder than the movie. No, I'm sure. And I've read the book, so I can tell you. Steven Spielberg. Is no one just? No, just not saying anything about that. Saving Private Ryan. Cheesy. That's actually my only con of the movie. Is that. It's like the most, one of the cheesiest war movies I've ever seen. Every scene is like, what am I doing here? It's war. I can't believe I'm a soldier. And they're like perfect faced actors. And they're like, I don't know. What are we doing? Doing Italian hands. Everyone's Italian. And the Battle of Normandy. I was like, bro, this needs to chill. And then Tom (laughs) Hanks just takes a tank on with a handgun. It's a cheesy fucking movie. It's a very good movie, but it's a cheesy war movie. Yeah, I think I agree with you that from what I've seen from Spielberg, it's all very cheesy. But it doesn't. It's not like it's a good or bad thing. It is just cheese. He has I mean, a lot it's of not, cheese. It's in not great. It's the it reason doesn't... why Jurassic Park dropped from a five star to a four and a half for me was because I couldn't. I didn't remember how cheesy it was. <laughs> mm. I and see, I, I guess I, I don't think I. Like there's some stuff that he does that I guess could be considered cheesy, but I think you guys need better ways of saying cheesy than just calling everything cheesy. Because it like Not the cheesiness of the cheesy. Goonies. Cheesy things are cheesy. No, I know, but like the cheesiness of the Goonies isn't the same type of cheesiness as like saving private Ryan. And when you conflate the two, it makes me think that you're talking about like Tom Hanks pulls out his bully blinders. You know what <laughs> nah, I mean? Like that's I the same type the of same cheesy. Cheese. Okay, well, I definitely disagree with that, but I'm in I'm in the middle. I don't know. I don't I don't really know where I fall in this whole cheese. Yeah, I mean, I I think a lot of it to me comes off as charm, not cheese. If we want to stick with ch words, hey, cheese is charming. Don't say it in like when I see see a slab of cheddar on a piece of bread and it's toasted. I'm charmed. Maybe it's maybe it's some sort of charm cheese scale. (laughs) Okay, hear me out. Hear me out. Um, or like you guys, <laughs> wait, I, got I think an you idea. just have a different definition. Like there's a Hoven def- uh, definition of cheesy that nobody else really knows until this podcast. Okay. Check out this big brain theory though. Um, charm and cheese on one end, 
and it starts as charm, something that starts as charm, like a scene or a line or something like that. Like a lot of like the the bonds, like and the the Indiana Joneses. Like there's a lot of like those one liners that a lot of times it worked really well, and like a lot of times it was very charming. And like a lot of, I mean, that happened a lot in this movie. Like some of the things that happened, like like with the one liner where he told her um, not to make another mistake again. Like that was like charming. Um, but then there's art. Like at a certain point, if they push it too far, it becomes cheese. And then, like, the octopus would have been, like, full-blown Velveeta cheese. Would have been, like, terrible to include. Um, and then there's, like, things in between. But I, that's where I'm going to say. I don't know. Like, there's a, there are some of, like, the things that isn't cheese, but it's, it is charming. And I see what Sage is talking about when he's calling it cheese. But then there are things that are just straight-up cheesy lines. Okay. The octopus scene is, like, that nacho cheese you get at a high school football game. And you it get was- a lot of it. Yeah, it no, I'm, I'm not here to defend the octopus scene. Yeah. I, I sure as hell hope not. Well, and the good thing is, is that it wasn't in the movie. Right, so we can't judge the movie on yeah. it. I'm still kind of judging it. <laughs> that they shot like, it? I think there is going to be a minus five point bump for it existing. Wow. That's crazy. They, I, they why? cut it out. They because it out. exists. Because it's we not saw in the movie. It. I saw you it. You know how much stuff that gets cut out of movies that doesn't work they're like let's try a bunch of different things and then in the editing bay we'll be like okay what works and what doesn't the, it's the like, movie making process okay. isn't just the script and filming the script there's a whole lot more that goes into it than that so Here, i don't think you can judge what's not in the movie for what the movie is here's an analogy you hear like a banger song on the radio never heard of the band before banger you're like damn this is a good song i really love this song you have an image of what the artists look like, and then you Google them, and they look nothing like what you pictured them, and you immediately dislike the song, or you <laughs> like the song less what? because you're like, "Wow, I don't like the way that person looks." I have uh, no that idea seems like how a personal that compares. Problem. Yeah, and <laughs> that's never happened to you before. No, I, I just oh, don't know how that compares to this. No, that's that's worse than apples to oranges. I mean, those are both fruits. That was just, I don't know what it was. It was. That Speaker happens to me to, regularly, blah, blah, blah. and it's really annoying. I mean, I like will hear a voice, and I'll be like, "Oh, I mentioned this person is this," and it's just like, not that person. I'm like, "Wow, I like the song less." Wow, you're crazy, that and I have crazy. no idea how that has to do with a deleted scene. Another example <laughs> is like, I thought gift. you were gonna say that the song you hear, you're like, "Oh, that's good," and then you listen to other songs, and they all sound the same. That like was closer to like an analogy. <laughs> I thought he was going to say you like, find out like, that that song I, was pulled from a different Goonies, song and not a and legit song. I found out that this scene existed and I like it less. I mean, that's fine that you like it less because of the scene, but I think to lower your score for a scene that they cut out of the movie is crazy. But that's I mean, you, can, you can do it I if you want. I think it's unfair and it's <laughs> rude. It's, really. I'm thinking about it. It was bad. That was really bad. Octopus scene is bad. <laughs> yeah. That's like one of the worst but things is, I've seen in a while. It is while. funny that, that was they keep like in old territory. That is funny that they keep in though his line, line. about it. Data's line I agree. about it. I wish it was just so that. maybe that'll keeping in the line. Can that add the other five points back? Um, can you black? Can you uh, men in black me? Remembering, <laughs> I still remember. No, you don't. You're not Tommy Lee Jones. You do not remember the octopus. <laughs> you will forget all about said octopus. You have never seen the octopus. Also, okay. So then, uh, though, a post, not, 
octopusing that didn't happen. Um, and they're all like using the dynamite to get him out of the tunnel. And like, he's like, sloth. Oh no, come on. I thought that they were going to be totally like locked up in there. Like I thought that it was all kind of coming down and they're going to be trapped. So random that everyone just kind of shows up and walks up on the beach <laughs> casually. I was like, what's happening? Very that weird ending. Get to the most random part of the movie. The, the pirate ship? The pirate ship. Yeah, that was Sailing bad. away. That, was, that was crazy. I don't remember that. That was weird. Oh, well, do you know why it happened? Because they pulled the gold off of the levels. Yeah. Yeah, and it raised the anchor up. It raised the anchor it's up. Very where was the hole? That, like, down, <laughs> it took, it took down the wall. What's weird yeah. about it is that they're not like, oh, we have this boat with a motor on it. Let's go get all the gold off of it right away. <laughs> well, I, I think I would have like, liked it. Wow, there's so much money on that boat. That's crazy. It's I, not like, should we be getting, should we be seizing that boat? I, I liked it. Or, I mean, I, I liked it before that you saw the boat because it kind of was that whole parent-kid dynamic of like these kids experience this crazy adventure and they were telling all the parents about it, and everyone like didn't believe them. They're like, "Yeah, sure, whatever, kid. Yeah, okay, that was that's cool." And they're just kind of like, you know, pitying them, like just hearing them out, hearing their fun story that didn't happen. Um, and I kind of like, even if it would have like been buried completely underneath all that, and the parents still never saw it, and they still never fully believed them, I would have liked that as an ending, just to kind of show the parent kid dynamic. But like when the ship goes out, I was kind of like, "Oh my gosh, I could have gone without that." I'd have to agree. I thought that was pretty. Yeah, but then we don't get the last great. scene of them all together and watching it. Sloth when ah, <laughs> and then everybody else screams too, and that was fun. I did like his screams. His screams were very funny. I liked him. <laughs> there, there, the whole Chuck Sloth dynamic was so good, and I would watch. Uh, like I said, I would watch a whole series on Chuck stories. Give me a whole oh. series on Sloth and Chuck adventures. He keeps saying Chuck. It's Chunk. I love you, Chunk. Chunk. That's what I've been saying. C H U N K. Don't go, don't go data on us. You've been saying Chuck. Chunk, yeah, that's what I've been saying. No, that's not what you've been no, saying. No, you were definitely saying Chuck. Chunk, the yeah, whole time. that's what I was saying. No, you can't pull off data. Mm-mm. I can't believe you guys have never listened to a song and imagined an artist and they didn't look the same way and you're upset about it. I mean, the radio that I listened to is definitely not like I, I'm, not, I'm not finding new music on the radio i listen to old country music on the radio that i program you I know don't prejudge a book by their cover sage do it all the time <laughs> <laughs> i don't know all right else. <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey okay quick note story oregon is gorgeous that part of the country is stunning and beautiful had some nice rocks Oh. oh my god <laughs> good you story sage pretty. oh my god all of you yeah no i mean I, I i agree it was very pretty scenery but i thought you were gonna like make a point you're like all right so by the way astoria oregon is very pretty and like you just like left it like up in the air like you had a bunch more to talk about Did you see and, at like, the you're end throwing a fun fact during the credits they had a thank you note and it was to astoria oregon and to california fuck california so Why this movie was california? shot in both sage well, I actually, so this was crazy. Like I knew that it was wise. filmed in Oregon, but I didn't know where in Oregon. And at the very start of the movie, I was trying to figure it out without like before a dead giveaway. And like uh, after the first scene, I was like, I bet you this is a story of Oregon, if not like somewhere a little south like Tillamook. 
And then it was driving up with those rocks in the ocean. I was like, wow, that's just north of Tillamook on the way to Astoria. And then it was Astoria, Oregon. I was like, I did a big fist pump to myself and I was pretty stoked. Geo-guessered it. Astoria, Oregon is also where Lewis and Clark camped when they got to the Pacific Ocean. There's your fun fact. There we go. Thank you. I was, you left us all up in the air. <clears throat> they picked a good spot. I'm going to look up a story. Oh, there's a story of Texas. Fuck that. A story of Texas is probably way better. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Yeah. Let's look up a story of Texas. Oh, I think it's just a shop. Oh, whoa. Oh, yeah. That is not where I pictured. I thought it was going to be like on the coast. Cool. Story looks pretty cool. It is very cool. It's fine. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. It looks like it's more in Washington than anything else. It's on the Columbia River, and the Columbia River separates Oregon and Washington. Yes, so it's, it's not Washington. It's more. It's Basically probably more Washington. so Washington than it is Oregon. No, it is Oregon soil. No, pretty Washington. I don't know. Fuck off. Washington. Fuck off. It's probably much more Washington feel than Oregon feel, no, would be my guess. Wouldn't that be no. yours, Tate? Yeah, I think that would be my guess as well. Fun yeah. fact Lewis and Clark originally camped on the Washington side, but the conditions were so brutal. It was so windy and they had so much weather that they boated to the south side of the Columbia to the Oregon side and it was much calmer and livable. And that's why they situated themselves there. That seems wow. pretty made up. Nope. That's, true. that's a chunk fact, Sage. Nope. Yeah. I read that. Take it easy there, Chuck. I think you're making things Undaunted out. Courage. Good book. It is a good book. Haven't read it. Heard it's a good book. <laughs> All so right. Suck it, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> Did I tell you guys, speaking of books, that I, I, I bought a book and I'm reading? Wow. What book? That's a lie. Star no, Wars? Not. Nope. Lord of the Rings? Yep. Nice. Oh, the full, the whole Shit. one volume edition. That's a brick. Yeah, it's House. heavy. It's heavy. <laughs> Who needs a bat when you can use a J.R. Tolkien novel to yeah. knock a burglar out? I kind of wanted to buy all three of them separately, but it would have been like fifty more dollars, sixty more dollars to do that. This one was like twenty-eight bucks, and I was like, "That's a great deal." You know, that's all three books. books. I'll, yeah. che- I'll check in with you in five years when you finish them. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm getting very close to buying the audio book to read along with Andy Circus. <laughs> oh, especially the main reason I want to get the audio book is so Andy Circus can sing the songs and read the poems to me. And I don't have to sing them in my voice because my voice is not good for singing. Is it, is it as, as, is as good as the Italian guy singing? To bring it back He's home. He had a pretty good voice. He was, did have a good voice. It was good. All right. Ready to wrap up here. <laughs> okay. From the aggregators, a 7.7 out of 10 on IMDb, a 76% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 62 on Metacritic. Metacritic um, gets it right every now and then. So originally, I gave this movie a 93. That's way too high. <laughs> That's way too high. Um... <laughs> I still really do enjoy this movie, um, but it's not a 93. That was way too high. <laughs> um, but I'm still going to give it four stars. I think I'm going to give this. Um, I actually think I like this just a little bit more than the Temple of Doom. I'm going to give it an 83. Tate, since Sage picked this movie. God. 
I should give this a 10 point minus just for it not being a Halloween movie. Um, <laughs> in fact, I should give it a zero for not being a Halloween movie. Um, no, it was, this movie was fine. I mean, that's my biggest beef is that it's not a Halloween movie at all. And I hate everybody that says that and thinks that it is. Um, so I, and Googled it. I wasn't sure. And as a movie though, it's totally fine. Like I, like I said, I have some beefs with it at the end of the day. It's one of those movies that you're not going to criticize too much. You're not going to say like it needs to change. Um, cause it's just a fun adventure movie about kids. So, um, I mean, it, I didn't love it though. Would I watch it again? Sure. Um, never want to see the octopus scene again though in my entire life. Um, and I'm going to go to 65. Okay. I started at 78. However, the octopus scene <laughs> was god awful. And I hate it that it was ever conceived. <laughs> and I hate even more that Steven Spielberg saw it written. Because I assume it had to be written. If this, if this wasn't <laughs> written prior and Steven Spielberg thought, hey, you know it would be great to add into this movie an octopus that dances away with a Walkman in its mouth? I would be, be like the fucking cheesiest sick. director of all time. <laughs> he didn't direct this movie. I'm. He was a producer and took this... He He's involved. <laughs> he didn't direct it, but he's involved. He's, he's involved, a she has a good idea to do the octopus. I know it. The fact it was conceived and then executed, and then everyone was like, "What the fuck were we doing?" And then took it away is a minus five point bump, no matter which way you put it. So it's a seventy three for me. You're a weirdo. No if ands or buts about it. I'm gonna be pissed that, that this movie's gonna be in garbage. the seventies. Should I bump mine up to eighty eight? What was yours? Eighty three. <laughs> we'll do a five point increase just to be the yeah. do this do the sages counter yeah. five point. You know increase. what? I'm gonna do it. I'm giving this movie an eighty eight. Don't you make me go lower. Wow. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> oh, I'll go back to a ninety three so fast you don't know what you'll he, All right. He can keep going lower than you can go up. <laughs> okay, fine. I'm, going down to I'm gonna 68. go to an eighty five. I'm gonna do an eighty five. Did you go up or down? I went down. Oh. Well I'll stay at seventy three. Okay. Eighty five plus sixty five plus seventy three. Divided by three is a 74. Um, now, it's my pick next, and I don't know what to pick. We've been, this is, we literally had six adventure movies in a row. <sighs> Romancing the Stone, September 26th. Raiders of the Lost Ark, October 3rd. Temple of Doom, yeah, Temple of Doom, October 10th. Last Crusade, the 17th. Uh, Crystal Skull, two days ago, as of this recording, a week ago. And now this other adventure 80s Spielberg movie. We have to get away from this. Yeah. So I, I've i got a couple of movies in mind. I've also got a director in mind um, that we have watched a movie of his before but it was not a great movie and it was very pretentious. So do we want to go with a classic? It's, it's another classic, but it's not an adventure movie. Um, it's actually, I've got it in 4k. It's a mafia movie. Um, or do we want to go with another pretentious movie 
like Tree of Life, but not Tree of Life. Oh, God. Mafia, don't even... If you subject me to such bullshit, after... I'm like some of his like early work I'm is gonna, what I'm. Thinking. I'm gonna say pretentious so that you have to pick. Fuck. Okay, that's fair. That was clever. Um, let me see if the mafia one is streaming. Fuck, it's streaming also. All right, it's it's a lot shorter. We'll pick that one. We're gonna go with 1987's The Untouchables. Oh. It is streaming on Amazon, uh, HBO Max. It stars Kevin Costner, Sean Connery, Robert De Niro, Sean um, Connery. Andy Garcia. Sean. During the era of prohibition in the United States, federal agent Elliot Ness sets out to stop ruthless Chicago gangster Al Capone and, because of rampant corruption, assembles a small hand-picked team to help him. Sounds pretty sweet. Just looking at it right now. <sighs> Yeah, so there we go. Our wow, next movie is The it. Untouchables. I'm so excited that it's not an adventure movie. I'm so excited it's not an Indiana Jones. I'm so excited. <laughs> that I'm, I'm not excited because this wasn't a Halloween movie. I am very happy that I didn't have to watch a horror movie. God I'm damn it. very stoked I got out of that. Jacob, we're going to have to Sage. wait until next year. Or you could just pick a horror movie next. Or I could just pick a horror movie. I think you should do that. All right, people, if you would like to get in touch with us, you can shoot us an email at gd4ampodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at gd4gd.movies. Follow us on Twitter at gd4gd underscore movies. Uh, leave us a five-star rating on Spotify. Leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, as well as a review on Apple Podcasts. Just please, five stars. Only. And if not, I'll make you watch that 30-second octopus scene. I'll slip shoe you. Mm. Clockwork Orange style. I will. Man, I've been on a cold streak of coming up with these. Um, my mind just goes blank. It's not good. Um, I will sing to you like the Italian guy did in this movie to Slot, but I don't have a good voice. All right, we'll catch you guys next week at the movies. Sage for that one. Damn it. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Mechanic can be a panic, just a good looking He's looking at you, kid. And any barmaid will be right here. When you're terrific, if you're even good, the uh, perfect dreams are made of. To pay me simple is equally understood. Go out and try. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Remember, force will be with you always. It's bold in terms of jerking people around, but I may have gone too far in a few places. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get laid. All right. Ready?
Yep. Yep. Hello, everybody. Tate, are you recording? <laughs> Tate yes. did not record the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull episode, Sage. <laughs> the whole episode? <laughs> yeah, but we did it live on YouTube, so I was able to pull the audio from there. Fuck. <laughs> I started the file and then never hit record. <laughs> pretty funny. You are recording. Yes, I am. Okay, cool. <laughs> we'll start that again. I made pork risotto and I might die. I'm eating too much. Should we start? We should wait for Sage to finish his food. I'll just mute myself. Uh, we can we can wait. Well, I'm going to go this way. <laughs> hey, you guys! That's going to be perfect. That's going to be a great intro. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and start. I'll just mute myself and I eat. Okay. What? Well, that then when are you going to talk? <clears throat> when I'm not eating. He probably has a bunch left. <laughs> this is yeah. Cool. <laughs> Wesley, don't you want to say hi to T? <laughs> That's kind of creepy. <laughs> this is wild. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to take another bite since we're going to sit here forever. <laughs> it's a really good sloth I'm voice. I'm trying not to. <laughs> he just goes, baby Ruth. Skies of green. I don't know the words. Red roses too. All right, we ready? 